0: How we can pre- prepare our children for the mission field, Jeff and Christy, We're so glad you're back. Thanks for taking some more time today.
1: Hey, we're glad to be with you again.
0: Thanks for having us back. Yeah, you're not too tired of me yet, are you? Never. No, never, never. Okay. never Mark. Okay, I feel good <laughs> about that. All right, well, guys, we're I'm I, we're empty nesters now, and I know you are too. Uh, and so we we can't <laughs> we can't go backwards, but uh, knowing what you know now. What are some things that you would recommend to parents that parents can do to help their children prepare for the rigors of a mission?
1: Yeah, great. <laughs> there there <laughs> because there are rigors, First, right? There are oh, rigors yes. <laughs> and and teaching them how to work and how to how to communicate. It it's so important na- nowadays to get them out of their social media world where texting predominates so much of their daily activity and get them into a world of engagement and interaction and being able to to explain the gospel in their own words and to teach right and in some of the most recent training that got posted on the church website from the october conference leadership session there's just a little snippet of elder bednar doing some training with pictures talking about this process of becoming disciples of jesus christ and the role of a mission, the role of a temp- of the temple. And he had the the young people who are helping them move the order. And the, he says, what should be our first focus? And this little primary child is the one holding the picture of Jesus Says, I think we should be focused on Jesus. And, yeah. and to make it more about Jesus in our discussion and conversations with our children is something right. I would have spent more time on instead of well, this is just what we do and here are the boxes that we need to t- tick. No, these are things, this is about your relationship with coming to know your Savior. And and as you get to know Him well, then you can talk and share about Him and what He means to you. Right. You to give them that time in home evenings. Um, I was always the great lesson giver in my home evenings. I, I made sure, woo, because I'm a great teacher. I know how to teach this stuff. Yeah. And I need to. I needed to free up more of that time for my children to be the ones to explain and to teach and to share. What else do you think?
2: So preparing, you know, this, I was thinking about this, this morning, how when they raised the bar and things started to change, like for missionaries as they right. were talking about, I think, Oh, this sounds like, like home should be an MTC, right? Right. So we taught at the MTC um, when we got home you from taught, our mission, yeah, right? Were we are all teaching mm-hmm. there together. That's right. And So I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like home is supposed to be an MTC. And as time's gone by, right, it kind of has moved more and more that way. And then guess what happened in COVID? Home did become
1: the MTC. MTC. Literally, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Because that's one of the things that they learned, that there were many great things that happened from starting missionary training at home. And so, so to have this MTC at home, families now start to see their missionary transform before their very eyes. And there's no longer this huge trauma of separating because the companion now knows their their missionary knows their companion, their teacher, their district. I mean, it's an amazing thing. And we watched that in our mission happen. And it was incredible. And so these things are not a mystery and now everything's available online. So I think all parents to help prepare their missionaries, we could give you a list of what helped in our mission. But the best thing to do is to open up gospel library and go to the missionary section and right. start to preach my gospel together. Um Because guess what we do in the mission for zone conference? We open up, preach my gospel.
1: And <laughs> we're in it constantly. The
2: mission changes every transfer. We have missionaries going home, new missionaries coming. And we would actually have transfers where we would find out our missionaries were not even using preach my gospel. And we're like, wow,
1: what?
2: how is this even <laughs> yeah. happening? Right. And so we'd have to refocus on preach my gospel. Retrench. And so, so they're. Oh, preach my gospel is just incredible. And so that's a great resource for family home evening. Chapter three. Mm-hmm. All the lessons that they would teach people breaks it down into a three minute lesson that you might teach somebody on a bus or whatever. Like you can practice those things with your kids, and so many, you know, fun things there. There's a chapter on using our time wisely, and these are things we can incorporate into preach my gospel is written for everybody, it's not just for Right. So that and for um for families to study the missionary handbook which now is
1: missionary yeah. standards for disciples of jesus christ and start right in the gospel corporate. library oh. is that in the gospel and library it, as well that for asking the the gospel gospel library, library.
2: It, and there's it's also- under
1: handbooks and lessons and it's under mission missionaries mission sure. callings and they've got that there they've got the
2: and there's the same for service missionaries so if you are to have a hunch that one of your children yeah. might serve a service mission then you could actually you know use that as
1: well start to familiarize
2: there's um safeguards a, safeguards for using technology there's a lot of concern about um these missionaries coming into the field and that they should not be using their technology or taking a break from their technology well we needed missionaries to arrive knowing how to use their technology and how to minister to people and how to be a light and how to share things and so if they weren't on technology getting familiar with that then they had a learning curve that was longer and that right had to get used to that and that's fine and we can totally work with that but missionaries who came out like we had a sister who came out who we have the parents write a little letter to just kind of introduce us to their missionary and um her mom just let us know that she had an instagram she loved to do calligraphy and stuff and so she was always posting things um about the gospel on instagram And so we were able to look at that and we just knew that we were going to need her to be one of our technology missionaries. So she had to come out and be trained and get used to just being a missionary, right? Right. We could get her into our technology zone. She was absolutely incredible. And she was the best. We had every every single one of our technology missionaries were amazing, but she was the best teacher of all the other missionaries. Wow. she just was incredible, and so it was fun to watch this happen, and that's how she prepared before she came.
1: But missionaries, and again, not every mission will do this, but we, we started to teach missionaries that they would cleanse their Facebook account by basically letting go of all the family back home yeah. and focus on building friendships out in the communities that they were serving in. That, the, wow. the Facebook logarithm, <laughs> the Facebook logarithm targets connecting you to more people that are in your geographic area. And sure. so they started to find more people to teach. They started to connect better with people in the areas in which they were serving. And so th- that's a powerful way that uh, if if families can be comfortable with saying, yeah, maybe we don't need to see you as much on social media if we're going to have a weekly phone call from you. And we'll just you you turn that over to your missionary work and let it be your focus that way. And that's a great thing to learn and, and, and share with your young people. Oh, yeah. Um, I use these social media tools to help spread the message of Jesus Christ.
2: And so it was always an invitation. It wasn't a rule, a mission rule that they had to do this. It was when you're ready, you know, our missionaries who did it would share what happened, all the miracles that they would see by doing it. And then it was an invitation to them when they felt ready to do it. And that's what their their new that new handbook that came out in 2019. It's principle based, and that's the same with for the strength of youth. This for the strength of youth now is getting them ready for their mission because they have got to hear the voice of the savior and through the spirit and be able to figure things out on their own.
1: Another thing that happened during COVID right. was many of our missionaries were given an opportunity, and again, this is in the handbook and under the direction of your president, your mission leaders, but they they started to teach family members back home. They started oh, to wow. teach the less active dad or the, or, or the non-member mom. They started to teach extended family, and there's permission for that to continue to happen even outside of COVID, that there are ways for missionaries to reach back into the lives of friends and family. And so they, they need to know that they're going to maybe have opportunities that we had, a we, we had a missionary who arrived having just baptized his father from his home MTC work before coming on his mission. Oh, wow. How cool. And, and, and then so we, we had saw his name other tag consumers.
2: on in this picture. He had his name tag on. <laughs> and and it was his first
1: baptism. Oh, wow. <laughs> As a missionary, because he was already set apart. It was incredible. And so that's
0: so wonderful. So. Here's what I'm hearing from you all. Uh, a great focus on teaching and teaching in the home, letting our missionaries, even at a young age, uh, to teach those lessons in family home evening or in other in other venues at home, uh, learning to feel the spirit and recognize the spirit in their lives and learning how to balance technology and to use it in an awesome, wonderful way. So let me throw out one more thought, and then and whatever else you guys want to say, i'm gonna I'm gonna quote to you. Uh, two different mission presidents that I've talked to over the years that have said things that I have always remembered. One who was a mission president in Thailand said that whenever he saw that a missionary was coming from Idaho, he would start to cheer because back in those days, now this was back in the, you know, in the 1990s or whatever. But he said that because he knew they would be hardworking, you know. And then yeah. another mission president said, "I got to the point." where I would kneel down in front of the transfer board and I would just pray that the Lord would send us missionaries who knew how to work. He said, I got to the point where I didn't even care if they had testimonies because we could work with that. But if they couldn't work, it was just a losing battle. And like you guys indicated a minute ago, mission the mission leaders don't have time to go out and teach missionaries how to work yeah. um, at that point. And so maybe you guys can speak to that a little bit of what you noticed regarding work ethic and uh, among the missionaries and, and and how you inspired some of that.
1: Just how, uh, you're exactly right. There would be missionaries who would come from certain areas and certain families, just the way that they were taught. Right. That We work. We work as soon as we get up. And we, even if we don't have a job that makes money, there's things that we're doing and being engaged in. And so they would run as soon as they arrived in the mission field, they were ready to they run. Were,
0: they were running. yeah. Well,
1: here we are in COVID and all they're running mm-hmm. may seem like it's in place in their apartment, but they, they jumped in and they learned what they needed to learn about how to use those tools. Right. And not let themselves get distracted and not let themselves just be stuck doing nothing all day, but flipping through Facebook pages. And so uh, a missionary's willingness and so it's hard it, it's hard on some of our missionaries who are from Idaho when we said <laughs> right now you're not going to be able to get out and talk to people in the way that you thought so we're going to we're going to need you to learn this different way of teaching but if they were willing right if they were willing to do those same prayers to pray over their facebook to pray over what they were going to post what they were going to write how they were going to engage with someone on a phone call um and And again, Mark, you know this from forever. The role of members is just so huge. The impact of members at any point in that missionary process where members are willing to say, well, why don't you come? Why don't you post a message and I'll post it to all my friends on my page as well. And building relationships with members and learning how to talk to members about how they can effectively help. And so we would train the missionaries about things they could go and teach over Zoom. Uh, when, when we started to get back into homes, they could go into homes of members and say, "Hey, here's a just five little things that you could do with social media that will expand the reach of of what we can take to people and what we can offer to them." So, and so they were channeling, they were channeling that kind of work, now.
0: right? Channeling their work ethic into another area that probably never had dreamed of. But what about those who just didn't have that work ethic or hadn't been trained to work? How did you, how did you all work with those missionaries?
1: Let's tell them well, the story about our, so often it's the other missionaries who end up being the answer, but yeah, he he was ready to go home oh. the day he came.
2: So yeah, so we had <laughs> an elder came, yeah, day one. So he gets assigned to his trainer and he's off with his trainer and then president gets the message that he can't do it and wants to go home and we were pretty new right so we were trying to figure this out and he could not even function he was throwing up he couldn't go to meals <laughs> right set up. and so what
1: he was being asked to do was just too overwhelming to him and he felt it
2: and so you know my husband drove an hour and a half to go do what he see what he could do to help this elder and um nothing changed yeah and he was he just—it was hopeless. He just was hopeless, and didn't think he could do anything. And so he had a—we had a brand new zone leader in that area. So the zone leaders went over, so the companion could take the the, the trainer senior, the out, trainer the senior out. companion do out, do some work, do some work, um, and the other—the brand new zone leader was going to spend some time with this brand new elder. Yeah. And in about an hour or so, my husband gets a phone call from this zone leader, and he says, "You know, President, he well." Actually, we have to back Mm -hmm. up a minute because once going back to he can't president can't just decide to send a missionary home. Right. So he has to Mm -hmm. contact the area presidency. The member of the area presidency says, tell him he can't go home. He's got to stay at least a transfer. And so hold this elder that and he broke down in tears. And anyway, so then this zone leader has this little visit with him and the phone call the president say, you know, president, this elder, he's going to stay for a transfer and maybe two and he might stay his whole mission. And so of course we were in shock, but it was a brand, it was a brand new zone leader who
1: really experienced some transition difficulties in his transition to being a missionary. And he had learned four things that had been shared with him. And he said, I'm just going to share these with you as a way of helping you move forward and, you know, get up, you know, focus on the scriptures Say your prayer, you know, just really the fundamentals. Some basics, yeah. But because because he took the time to really focus in on this missionary, and this elder was just, it was just the right person who was able to say the right thing. And it reignited this, it totally ignited this elder that he could stay and he could do it. And he started to see the good in the members that they met and in the people that they were trying to teach. And he eventually, this elder who was ready to go home, he learned to work and he worked hard. Uh, but it was because of that support and strength of a fellow missionary who had the key principles in his heart and mind about what would make a difference.
2: And he did stay the whole time. He stayed his whole mission.
1: Awesome. He became our leaders. He became a trainer. He,
2: so he did it it's all. really important for missionaries to get this desire to work for, from the inside out, from the heart because you can make rules like this is the old way of doing things to have a million mission rules now the mission rules are the handbook that
1: the the brethren say they say please don't add your own rules there are some of the international that will have things that they need to add for protection but by and large please don't produce your own mission handbook that you hand here's how we do things in this mission do what's in missionary standards for disciples of Jesus Christ.
2: And so then, you know, they really encouraged mission leaders to, before they even go to the mission, what is your culture? What do you want your missionaries to have their focus be? Yeah, And we, our culture was to joyfully um, make disciples of Jesus Christ, that we are here to teach people, but we're to do a joyful I mean if we're if we're all solemn nobody's going <laughs> right
0: <laughs> right we want to have... be the happiest people out there
2: and so we had that culture that you know we wanted that to be the culture but the true culture is what the missionaries do when when the president and his wife are not there right amen
0: that is the culture
2: and so so it's a little bit tricky because your mission, your young mission leaders the assistants and the sister training leaders so the zone leaders the district leaders You know they're they're your hardest working. They should be your hardest working missionaries, so that they can inspire. Really, the key is honestly the district leader. So
1: it's the district. We would try to
2: have hardworking, amazing district leaders that would just inspire the rest of their district. Yeah. And we did a lot of service. We did just serve, and the missionaries were to try to get up to ten service hours a week, and we saw doors throughout the mission open. So that's another thing parents can do is help your children. Learn how to serve and love just serving. love people because that's when those missionaries arrive ready to serve and love people. We could tell on their first day, and sure. we could tell we are going to need them in a certain spot that wouldn't be very long in the future. And so it was amazing to watch those missionaries um, grow into that and then their willingness to just do whatever because sometimes things don't make sense, and sometimes mission leaders will ask you to do hard things which for us is like parents, it's hard for you to see your kids go through hard things, but it's the only way they can learn. Right. The same way with our missionaries, we would agonize sometimes because we would know it's so hard. And I would get messages from moms just dying because their child was having a hard time. And I'm like, I totally understand. And I'm (laughs)
0: like,
2: but this is really important. And they're in a safe place. And we try to stress that with our missionaries too. You are in a safe place to be even going through hard things. You have a team, like you said, you have it, you have a team behind you and it and it's good. Like we know this is hard, but this is these are important things to learn. Yeah. And and so that desire to work comes through just their first their testimony. Their testimony of the savior grows. It's like anybody in the scriptures who has who repents and they're now they can't hold back from preaching the gospel and serving. Right. Uh, So it's the same for missionaries when they, when they gain that testimony, some come without very much of a testimony and some of them struggle, struggle, struggle with that. Um, And it's okay. We're all at different levels. We all have different experiences, Sure. but but that is where that desire to work comes from. Then they're just on fire. Like when they have their first great lesson, then they can't wait to teach again, find some way to go back.
0: That's so great. Well, let me ask you guys one last question today. Um, I had an incredible, wonderful uh, relationship with my mission president that lasted throughout his life. You know, we, we stayed in contact after the mission, uh, whenever our mission president was in any place in his wife or wherever we live, they always found a way to to stop by. And we had learned that they had done that with so many missionaries uh, to the point that when uh, he was diagnosed with uh, cancer and I found out about it, I flew up from from Dallas to, to Salt Lake, along with a couple other missionaries. And uh, we're, we were able to, uh, you know, share with him how he had uh, affected our life in such a significant way. It was really cool. I know you guys, and I know you well enough to know that you will have these great relationships for the rest of your life with these missionaries that you've spent so much time with. The question is, is what counsel do you have for parents as we have these missionaries coming home and that, and some stray off the path, right? Some, some leave. I don't believe it's in droves like people talk about. I don't, I don't see that at all. But I do see some leaving or some uh, losing their way. Some going inactive. What can parents do? What, what, what counsel and advice do you have to help our missionaries stay close to, uh, hold tight to the iron rod, and stay close to the gospel and follow prophets?
1: Yeah, those. Uh, the role again of service. And of having uh, the opportunity to to be engaged in things that get, provide meaningful service, these missionaries really have learned how to do incredible work. And sometimes they come home and they 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 feel lost because their their opportunities to serve in those ways don't seem to. It just doesn't seem like it, those doors are opening like they were before. And so those are things that parents, uh, with the help of local leaders, can provide some support for, and, and then the encouragement to work uh, with local church leaders. And, of course, the, the recognition from the leadership of the church that, hey, we need to open more doors for our single adults, that they need to be serving in significant callings. Right. There aren't reasons. There aren't reasons for them. Uh, we used to feel like, well, no, you got to be this age or this old to do some of these things. And you don't anymore. The other encouragement would be go to get them serving in the temple. Yeah. power of the temple in the lives of our missionaries, they love the temple while they're in the mission field. We were in a We were in a mission where they could go usually once a transfer or once every other transfer, but they could go with people that they were teaching. They could go with people that they had taught and now we're going to get endowed or sealed. They love the temple and for them to re maintain that connection and encourage temple time, do a lot of opportunities of taking your children to the temple, I think would be a great thing as, as a family, yeah. but if they work in the temple and, and you know how the temples are using young adults to beat right. workers, what power and strength that gives.
0: Christy, any any other thoughts on that? Um,
2: I was just thinking about how you know, as we were serving people, I'd say, what's the number one thing that you've learned? You know, which is hard to nail it down to one. (laughs) What's the biggest? Right. But the thing that just always comes to my mind is that I've I feel like I'm a better mom now. Now that I've had probably over seven hundred and fifty missionaries, right? Because of COVID, it's such a number. And of course, I didn't get to know all of them super well, but working with a lot of them in all kinds of circumstances and just loving them. So, so I have, you know, it's, you feel kind of a similar love as a parent would, but I'm not their parent and I don't feel the need to control them. I can just love them. And so I was more patient with them and I could kind of do better with them. Right. Then our, our own children have been going through a lot of their own things. And so when they would call me, the words I would hear coming out of my mouth were, very similar to the encouragement that I'd given to our missionaries. And I feel like I'm just a lot more patient. I'm a better listener. And so I feel like if your missionary comes home and they are struggling that they, the last thing they need is to be preached at. They need to feel your love, which you need to stand firm. That doesn't mean that we say, you know, things are okay, whatever. We just, we need to, to love them, but how do we show our love? We listen to them we acknowledge that, yeah, that, you know, that that's hard, that we can understand that that's a hard thing, but I feel like, and so this is what I'm trying to practice right now for my own children, right? That they feel joy for me. If they can feel the Savior's love through me, that is what is going to help them. It's not me correcting them. So, you know, our daughter had a question for us just yesterday and I, it was exactly that kind of situation where I could have corrected her or I could have explored just a little bit more what she was saying, and it it was just a beautiful experience to have that with her. And you know, I'm not sure that would have happened before.
0: But <laughs> such a great I insight! Love. I love that, yeah. Jeff. Do you have something like that where you think, okay, if there's, and there can't be one takeaway. I totally get it. After, a, I think it's right. crazy that we have missionaries report their missions and say, okay, you have 20 minutes to tell us everything you learned in sacrament on a you know, 2 mission. So I can't imagine a mission president being able to distill that into even 10 things or so. But is there kind of one takeaway that may be relevant to this conversation today?
1: When when missionaries remember, when missionaries remember that it's about Jesus
0: right. and it's
1: about the relationship with him, it's it is it's all about Jesus. And and that we can invite them to share experiences and to share thoughts, but to get them talking about. So how are you doing and making it about Jesus now? Now that you're home, and what yeah. can we do to help you with that? And what are things that we can explore better as a family that makes it about Jesus? And uh, we had our first reunion.
0: Oh, did it, you already? COVID-19. Wow,
1: we already had our first reunion at October conference, and over two hundred of them came and just filled the chapel that we had. You know, we'd gotten a building and and they were just so full of energy they were so excited and one of our senior couples that had had to leave a little bit early uh, but was such a great couple they they came to us and they said she was in tears she said this room is so full of love they yeah. love each other they love you she said thank you for letting us be part of this with you you know and we just we were rejo- we were rejoicing in that that shared experience um we wanted our missionaries to leave knowing that they had learned how to love and that that's how their father in heaven and savior feel about them so those would be the kinds of things i think that could again be brought forward and be reminders to them of their relationship with him
0: i think that's so cool and to think that that love comes from the savior and that you're turning them to christ is wonderful okay bonus question you ready can't help but ask <laughs> this as I as I see you two together. But how did serving as mission president strengthen and help your marriage,
1: <laughs> or did it? Oh my God, it, we it, it's been so hard to be without each other. Right? We started right. back at the date knob, and all of a sudden she wasn't there. We were together so much of the time. Yeah,
2: because we didn't have children with us on the. Mission. She went everywhere. Things have really oh. changed. That that handbook now, the mission president's handbook they were rewriting it as we were leaving and they were hoping it would be done anytime, but it came out right as we came home. And it <laughs> right. is now the mission handbook. It's no longer the mission president handbook. It's a couple's handbook. And it was absolutely incredible in our particular mission. Our area authority 70 invited me to coordinate. I went meeting. to every meeting that he went to, Um, except for, you know, there were a few that I didn't go to, but most of them, I was always there. Right. And there were probably. Only three mission, three meetings in three years that I wasn't invited to, which made sense because it was the mission presidents and the area authority trying to get some decisions made. But um, we, because we worked together all the time, we had to work through. Sometimes we didn't agree. And so we would have to talk and talk. And sometimes I would have some. But something- all the
1: best ideas came from her. All <laughs> oh, the things that would really work. Oh, my gosh. And so she just was an incredible, it just strengthened so much my trust and my reliance in her and, and her insights. She was getting insights all the time from the Spirit. Well,
2: and he was so busy dealing with all of the details all the time that he didn't have as much time to focus on other things. So yeah, so it was like divide and conquer, right? We. Yeah. So, so you I get the revelation,
0: be- Jeff goes and out and executes <laughs> it. Right? Yes, well, there we go. Yeah.
2: So, but it was, it was, I mean, we, you know, we're like any married couple. We, we don't, we're not the same person. We had, it was so funny. One of our state presidents asked that on the mission yeah. and I'm like, well, we're not the same person. Right. So we, we have to work. We on see things, it a different way. It, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was really amazing. Um, yeah. And to do it to once again, know, like when we got together in the very beginning of our companionship and getting married, that that, you know, life is kind of overwhelming and scary, but you know, if you have each other in the Lord, you can do anything. And that's exactly how this was. We knew with the Lord, we could do anything. And it was huge. Like it was mind boggling, all the things. And, you know, we lost two of our missionaries and that's a whole other subject, but that's one of the hardest experiences of our whole life to have these two missionaries pass away um, in a car accident. And there's no way we could have done it without the Lord. So yeah, yeah it, it very much strengthened us because we yeah. had to basically just hold hands and say, here we go, like day yeah. after day after day,
1: day after day.
0: Yeah. yeah, incredible. I love it in my present calling. Sometimes I will have to uh, talk to a mission president and most often now it's with he and his and his wife together as we talk And and she often knows more about the missionary
1: Now she's got some details. She's got some details that would come from her. Yeah. And that so much, you know, again, transfers, they, they make it clear transfers. That's on you as a president, but counsel get, get ideas and support and understanding. And that Christy was that so many times and would provide insight and understanding. Yeah. We, Uh, you do it together. It's an amazing, it's an absolutely amazing calling in the church that it provides that kind of opportunity Mm -hmm. for you.
0: One of the most amazing for sure. Well, Jeff and Christy, thank you so much for your time today. This has been wonderful. And I'm sure we can go on for a couple more hours. (laughs) And I appreciate that with you, with you all. Thank you so much for being available to do this today. So
2: yeah, thank you, Mark.
0: Yes. And let me just share this, but, you know, we we often talk about LDS is also an acronym for let's do something. And we would love to invite our listeners. I'm going to give them one invitation. I'd like for you to give them another. But for our listeners today, one of the invitations that I took away from uh, Jeff and Christy is an invitation to have our children, even at young ages, do more to help teach and share the gospel in their homes. Would Would there be something you all would add to that if there were someone listening and would love to have an invitation, something that they could go to work on? What would it be from what you've
1: learned uh, go Light the World. Go go to the Light the World website. I, we just love the messaging that's there. Invite someone over to watch The Christ Child with you. That little movie is the greatest movie that the church has ever produced. Yeah. And, and to share that in this Christmas season with someone. So that would be my invitation. Volunteer
2: to serve. Go serve. Every opportunity you have to go serve. Our kids have so much. They don't very often see people who don't have very much. And if they go out and serve, they will be. They'll get it. Just the fire in their heart yeah. to keep doing that. I
0: believe that we have it. We have the uh, light the world. You know the vending machines. Yeah, uh, we have one of those here in Provo, and I and I'll tell you right now that I have about five grandsons that are so excited to get a goat for someone. They're they're all <laughs> ramped up about that.
1: Time for the goat. <laughs>
0: so, well, guys, love, thank you so much guys thank you thank you thank you this has been wonderful so much great grateful for your time today i hope you guys have time to go eat somewhere and enjoy enjoy the rest of the day we'll see you next time